0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network.
1: Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-1. to Big win for the Vegas Golden Knights. They were looking for their first one. They get their first one here tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. And to help us uh, break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth and bring in Brian McCormick. Brian, Brian. Um, fantastic stuff on the call well done uh who stood out to you tonight well yeah yeah ryan thanks
2: it was a ton of fun working with uh, gary like it always is you know i think tonight we we kind of highlighted you certainly highlighted some mm-hmm. of the players that needed to that wanted to have uh, good showings you know that the next evidence in their case to to make the opening night roster i I really just love everything pavel dorofiev is doing in the in the preseason yeah Uh, dangerous off the rush when he gets good looks he creates off of those good looks but you know it's almost like we talked about uh, earlier this week uh when you had me on for the for the pregame show it's what he does in in tight space the Mm -hmm. shot is great the speed is great the smarts are great but when it's a puck battle on the wall he gets off the wall but he does it responsibly and he finds an outlet when he's tight to the net He's able to put the puck back into a dangerous area. He's not just hacking and whacking or, or acting like there's some uh, pressure on him. There, there's a maturity and a calmness there uh, that I think we saw again tonight. Uh, and, you know, Brendan Brisson, again, is getting a chance to play with talented players, top-line players. That certainly take some pressure off of him. He's able to be the young guy on that line. but. Uh, when they facilitate, he does the things that he's good at. On the power play, he does the things that he's good at. And I think that lights a little bit of a fire as well. He had jump. He was looking to uh, to create. Uh, and then just, again, is looking more and more comfortable each time. So, you know, they were solid. I, I think Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore look like they're ready for the season to start tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Caden Korzak looked uh, more mature as well. So a lot of the names that you highlighted coming in,
1: everyone looked pretty good. Yeah, I I really liked Caden Korzak's game and and, you know, that's kind of an interesting interesting spot right because you know that in the event Zach Whitecloud's not able to go at the beginning of the regular season you've got Ben Hutton who's a fantastic defenseman but this is really an opportunity I feel like for Caden Korzak to kind of knock the door down and and show what he can do and very similar to to what you kind of expect from Zach Whitecloud in a game he was he was in the right spot at the right time made the right reads the right plays and jumped in offensively a couple of really good opportunities offensively for Korzak
2: And Bruce Cassidy alluded to that a little bit this morning, too, how Korzak has a game that he thinks harkens to some of the things that Zach Whitecloud does well. He says Braden Pahal harkens to some of the things that Braden McNabb does well. And that in and of itself is not the decision that's going to be made because Zach Whitecloud uh, or Caden Korzak, even though he reminds you in some ways of Zach Whitecloud, he's not Zach Whitecloud, so you're going to get the the player who's who's bringing the most of whatever his skill set is. But you're absolutely right. Korzak was calm with the puck in his own end. He was he was smart. The Golden Knights gave up 10 shots tonight. Yep. And a lot of that was, you know, with Caden Korzak and, and Braden Pahal and Leighton Ahak on the ice. So the young defenseman did the job well, didn't uh, surrender a lot of second opportunities. But for Caden Korzak, his work in the D zone, he has physicality. His frame is filling out even more. He's still a young player that's getting stronger. Um, but he knows when to jump in without being irresponsible about it, and he did a really good job getting, getting shots through. So, you know, I, I think a very mature, savvy game from him. And, you know, they're not competing to be the number one or number two defenseman; They're hoping
1: to be the sixth, seventh, or eighth, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly did good things to put themselves and keep themselves in that conversation. You know, you just talked to Logan Thompson, and obviously finishing 60 minutes, completing a game, that was kind of mission objective number one for him. It's tough when you've only got 10 shots to work with, not a lot of action for Logan, but how do you assess his uh, his play tonight?
2: You know, it was, it was strong, and, and you know, you mentioned he only saw 10 shots. That's mathematically true. Mm-hmm. In the third period, he didn't see a lot, but the ones he saw, he had to be Uh, a little Stretch Armstrong going against the grain, (laughs) throwing the pad out. So even though he didn't see a ton, and I'm sure, as again, he works his way back, eventually you're going to want him to get a good 30-shot night to to get some touches. But, you know, I think it was good to see for a Golden Knights fan, obviously Logan Thompson is, is healthy and cleared or he wouldn't be in the lineup, but, you know, for the injuries that he sustained, to see him lunging one way and throwing his leg out the other way and making those kinds of reaction saves in tight that's good to see so it wasn't a heavy workload but in the third period some of the uh the agility that's required to do the job he had a chance to to show that he's comfortable in that area and that uh, he's the
1: reflexes are there in in preseason you know i I do want to circle back to brendan because as you mentioned right like he's got two two goals in two consecutive games now and you just start to see a little bit more confidence and you know do you think that He's earning himself another look and another look. I-, I don't know that he's going to make the team out of camp, but right now he's making a pretty compelling case. Yeah, and you know, we Gary and I were talking about this a little bit too. This is,
2: preseason's all about data collection. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something you need to know in the next 48 hours or something you need to know longer term. We saw Brendan Brasson on a, a lower line assignment to start off preseason, but then the last two games it's been Eichel and Marcia So, and then tonight... Eichel and Barbashev so Mm -hmm. I think a he's he's playing well so he's doing his job on that line so why not let him continue to do it but I I wonder if you're Bruce Cassidy if you're going to call up Brendan Brisson at any point this season and you know the the circumstances may not dictate that that's necessary but if it were to happen you're probably not going to use him in a fourth line role when you bring him up you're going to want to use him in a way that complements what his skill set is and he's still you know Gary mentioned there were a couple of board battles along the, the wall that he got a little bit out muscled with still a young players still learning and those are things to be tidied up but but I think part of the benefit of this preseason how Brendan Brisson is being used yes it's confidence yes he's doing good things and it's it's highlighting the things that he does well but also it's giving you just a little bit of a look okay if at any point we needed to bring Brendan Brisson up what is a combination with him as part of our our 20-man lineup that that makes sense and that works. So that might not be what they're thinking, but I think it's good information to have, whether it's for a week and a half from now or around New Year's. Who who knows? But it's good to know what he can do with with high-end players, and right now what he does with high-end players is produce day in, day out, apparently.
1: All right, I'm going to ask you one more question. Uh, and obviously we're, we're kind of highlighting this race between Dorofiev and you, you talked about Dorofiev. I'm in agreement with you. I think he's been fantastic throughout camp. Uh, it, it's a race with him, Cotter, and to a degree, Max Comtois. Uh, another game for Max Comtois. What did you think of him? Uh, physical,
2: and I think that's what he's been trying to do. As Gary mentioned, you know, it's been a bit of a, a lower line assignment for him during camp. And you know, tonight he played with Tyler Benson, who's, who's on AHL deal with Henderson and with Brett Howden. Uh, so there, there was some some good, I, nothing super-duper sparkly, I suppose, but mm-hmm. grinding away. And, and I guess what's going to be interesting uh, is that for, for Comtois, this was his third appearance in four preseason games. They're certainly putting him out there. He's on a tryout, so they're, he's trying out. They're, they're, they're giving him a lot of minutes to demonstrate. So I think you can you can go back on the tape and find more moments from Pavel Dorefi tonight that made you say wow or they, that uh, made something out of nothing or, or good defensive stick in his own zone i don't know if comtois had as many moments that you would go back and say that's the moment you know th- that's what defines what he's going to be as a golden knight if he is to make the team out of camp but um you know perhaps there's still more runway for him to uh, to continue to make his
1: case all right great stuff as always brian thanks so much for jumping on here fantastic job on the call and the golden knights get a win that's pretty great. A lot of fun up here in the booth,
2: and always good hanging out with Gary and with you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Have a great night.
1: All right, that's some great stuff from Brian McCormick, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, helping us break down a 3-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Arizona Coyotes. We're back with more on the VGK postgame show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Make your next group outing one to remember with a trip to the Fortress. Groups of 10 or more save up to 40% off single game prices and a few event suites are still available for this season. Visit vegasgoldenknights.com for more information. It's the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3 to 1. Big time win for the Vegas Golden Knights, as big as a win as you can possibly ask for, I suppose, in the preseason. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Brid McNabb blocked a shot, had to kind of shake that one off, but was able to finish the game. Didn't seem any worse for wear, Uh, but obviously we, we can't talk about injuries without talking about Zach Whitecloud earlier today Bruce Cassidy ruled Zach out for the remainder of the preseason Uh, that's a tough one there for Zach but hopefully hopefully we get some more information and a better update come next week uh, because I'd love to see Zach in the lineup for opening night but we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get to it let's take a look at the highlights in this game no scoring in the first so we open up with the second period and the Golden Knights went to the box early in the second as uh, and as the penalty expired Maverick Lamoureux found a puck and opened the scoring
2: Leonard keeps it alive. Ratu tried to center, broken up by Howden. Lamaru a shot, and he scores. Golden Knights couldn't clear. Broken play came to Maverick Lamaru in the left circle, and he squeezes it through Thompson. Just as the power play expired, it's a 1-0 Coyote lead.
1: Maverick Lamaru from Akuratu and John Leonard. 2.58 of the second period makes it one nothing Arizona. Vegas answered back. Well, let's interrupt the highlights and go downstairs to Bruce Cassidy. Danny Webster, Las Vegas son. Bruce, you had mentioned the other day you wanted to see uh, Brendan Brisson win a few more puck battles in the corner. He wins one, sets up
3: Haig for uh, the first goal tonight. Just how do you feel like his game kind of came along uh, tonight? Yeah, I mean, he started that that battle over there. Obviously, Barbie and Jack are in on top of it, helping him out. And Barbie gets the net, does what he does. So, um, you know, he, He's learning that part of the game, and it, it doesn't happen overnight board battles. It's its man strength and uh, body position, and it's just stuff you got to learn as you go. Very few young guys come in the league and can dominate on the walls, so that we're just going to keep reminding them, you know, work to your spots, take pride in that part of the game, because uh, he's a really good player in space. We've seen that, right? He can shoot the puck. He, f- he finds his opportunities come from him finding good places on the ice and getting his shot off, and couple more tonight one goes in um you know off the rush he knows where to go so it's just the little details of the game that uh, most young guys go through we've seen it with Pav and Cotter last year we'll keep you know working their habits and um you know him watching a guy like you know Marshy. Marshy's one of our better board guys and he's not huge by any means um but he knows how to position himself and hang in there and so that'll be a bit of you know a good guy to emulate because they have some similar games when they have the puck on their stick so um but good for him i am sure he was happy to score a goal and um i thought he did well for us tonight go ben and jesse ben goats las vegas regional uh bruce how did you think
2: pavel looked on that third line with william carlson and michael not yeah,
3: he did some good things i mean pav uh i think some pucks got away from him a little bit uh, to finish plays um, Ammo made a good play to him off the rush. He corralled, and goalie makes a good save. So uh, he's around the front of the net. You know, I, I've liked Pavs Camp. He's he hasn't played a ton. I think a couple games now for most of the guys. And um, but he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's out there late in the game with us having the lead because we trust him to get it done on the walls. And um, so yeah, I, I was good with his his game I thought in general we had a better game it might have been some fatigue obviously in Arizona's part but we can only judge what we're doing and I thought def- between the blue lines were so much better than we were in each game right that's just puck management that's starting to play the right way chip it skate onto it attack when you have numbers uh, we did a much better job with that uh, tonight and it shows in the shot clock you know you're just not spending that much time in your own end when you're when you're playing smart hockey go to Jesse
1: Jesse Grinch with the athletic high Bruce um what do you think of Caden Korzak and how he played with Nick Hague tonight
3: Oh he's way better assertive on his toes up the ice uh finding his shot, shooting lane not over you know uh, over supporting pucks he was a, he, he did a good job uh I thought he was trying to close people off a marginal call on you know the interference but you know he's trying to do the right thing so um a lot better um that Colorado game was tough for those younger, you know what I mean? It's a long flight, and you get in there, and there's a bit of an adjustment with the altitude. So I didn't want to overanalyze one game, but when you're only playing, say, let's just say it ends up being four, well, that's 25%, so you got to be mindful of that. So I thought he was much better tonight, looked good with Nick.
0: Chris. Hey, Coach, uh, Chris Gallick, Vegas Hockey Now. Do you feel Brisson has started to separate himself from those other players that might be competing for a roster position
3: right now? In In... Like, which which players? I don't want to assume, so...
0: Comtois, Dorfeev?
3: No, I think Pav has got a resume here right now, Um and there's a little bit of that trust from a coach. I think Briss is showing well. He's playing better as the games go along. Um, as I said, there are details of his game that we talked about the other day that he'll have to just get better at because it's the NHL, and that's very, very normal. That's not a negative at all. It's just part of the process. So um, he's doing his part offensively, and we're going to keep coaching him up in the other areas. So, But I, like I said, I'm not down on Pav at all. His, his camp's been good. Paul Cotter played the first couple games on the road. I thought he had effective moments. He'll get back in next week here. Um uh, more noticeable in Comtois, yes. So that part of it, I guess. Uh, uh, Max has gotten better as the games have gone on. I think Max is thinking out there about playing the right way in the system. So, um, you know, that sometimes hinders a guy when he first gets here instead of just playing, but he wants to play the right way. So um, that's where they're at. Go Gary, then Alan. A couple of guys in the last couple of
1: days have talked about trying to win the Stanley Cup again. You were pretty in the final. You were pretty like, you know what? We're not going to be afraid to talk about it. Uh, we're we're trying to win the Stanley Cup. We're not we're not going to hide from it. Will you be the same way about trying to win again?
3: Well, I've come out and said it. I think that you know that, that a that is our goal. I, don't, I mean, that's a fairly easy statement to make when you're. I think I said thirty-two teams the other day, but okay, there aren't thirty-two. There's some realistically that no, they don't. But I'm sure there's at least half the league feels they, they've got a shot at it. So I we'll put ourselves in that category. Um, we're not going to talk about the Stanley Cup once the season starts in October because it's a long way away, but it's, okay, what, what do you got to do to get there? We can talk about that every day. And we do. We did last year. I mean, first meeting we ever had was, listen, we're building our game, so we're playing our best hockey in April, May, and hopefully into June. So that that's what we want to do. Um, how fast we get to our game, you know, we'll see as the year goes on. I hope. Um, and the goal for this team, the expectation is we will get to it and, and stay at that for longer periods this year because we, you know, we have a better understanding of, the, of how we want to play and what it takes. So that, but doesn't I mean it's going to happen. But um, so we'll talk about, yes, winning another Stanley Cup. But once the year starts, it's more about the process along the way. I mean, you hear that. Term a lot the process, but there's a lot of truth to that because you're not winning anything in October. Um, so we got to make sure that you're, you're sort of focused on what's right in front of you, not the long-term goal. But if a guy wants to leave the rink on October 20th and dream about his Stanley Cup day, I have no problem with it. I'm telling you, I, I no issue with that. That's why we're playing. So just don't drag it into the first period of the next game. And you know what I mean? Like you got to park that thought and how you're going to get there. <clears throat> do three more. We've got Alan, Chris, and Danny. Uh, Alan Snell, LVsportsbiz.com. Hey, Bruce.
4: Riley um, <clears throat> Smith is probably your biggest loss from last year's roster. I'm just kind of curious, who are some of the candidates
3: that you think can fill Smith's um, position in the lineup? Well, it'll be Dora Fayev and Cotter first. They were the guys that played the most for us last year. Um, we brought in Max on a tryout that we've, we feel has some upside. Um, Brisson we talked about earlier Um, you know we're getting him some looks with Jack right now to see what it's like to play with an elite center he could play with any one of our centers and play with an elite center but um, you know with Marshy you know I thought it would be a good fit if Marshy's not in the lineup they're similar type players and Jack still gets to get his game in order and Barbie so um, they're not similar players Brisson could become a player like Marsha so where he's uh, a threat to score and the puck's on a stick and shoot the puck past the goalie, um, you know, compliment plays. And uh, so those are the guys I would look at right now. Now, could someone jump out at us? Of course. But right now, those are the guys that realistically going into camp, we're going to get the best looks, and they have. And they have been, the be- you know, the guys, they've just been around to do it. So um, we've had some good young players play well for us, but they're, you know, they need to go play in Henderson. And, um, and get better and be ready when they're called upon.
2: Chris. Hey Bruce, Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brady McNabb is a guy, a lot of the young players always talk about leadership and just what a great player he is to play with on the ice because he talks so well. Tonight he had the A on, I know you've got to replace an alternate captain. Is he a guy who who you could see maybe wearing a letter the entire season?
3: Absolutely has all the qualities to do it. I think if you're breaking that down, there's a number of qualified candidates in our room. I could, you know, probably pick easily a half dozen guys. I just, I think with Petro back there and Marty, Naber, they've been around. We may lean to the other end of the bench where we're younger. Just out of the fact that we have natural leadership from guys in the back end, whether they have an A on their sweater or not. So uh, that that's how we're thinking. Maybe it, it, you know, forward with all the younger guys might mean a little more to those guys. They're with them in the. Uh, well, we're all together in the room, but you know what I mean. They play the same position. They could probably have a better effect on, you know, Naber's probably talking to Whitey more than anybody at first, or Pahals or the, or the Korzaks more than a Brisson, right? So, um, but to answer your question, Naber could do it in a heartbeat. I mean, he'd be great at it. Yeah. Danny Webster, Las Vegas, on uh, not a lot of shots at Logan tonight, um, but he said he felt more comfortable than he did in Colorado. Just from what you saw, did, did it feel
1: like you looked more comfortable, and is it harder to gauge when he's not seeing a lot of shots? In that sense?
3: Well, you know, for a team, I don't want to give up any shots. So... <laughs> Uh, You know, because that means our team is checking while we're managing pucks. But he's going to have to see some. So I was happy for our group tonight, A, to get a win. We hadn't won yet, so you're still playing to win. And how we played the game, right? We didn't sell out uh, and rely on our goaltender stand on his head. So we let, you know, Logan obviously had to make some timely saves. But I think just playing, Danny, like being the full 60 minutes and, Post to post, even though the shot might not come, you're, you're engaged in the game, doing what you have to do. You can't control if the other team hits the net or if we block a shot or kill a play. So that's important as well, not only the number of shots. But um, I'm sure he felt better, as he said, than he did in Colorado. And I'm sure he'll feel better the next time he goes in the net, whether that's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever it is, in the rotation, he's going to feel better. Because he hasn't played a lot of hockey. I mean, we're thinking about it today. The last full game he played was was maybe in New York, maybe. You know, you're talking about february 1st january something so it's going to take him a little while to get to that comfort level of seeing live action and today was a good step forward for him thank you bruce thanks Uh, everybody
1: That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. Let's swing back over to the highlights. The Arizona Coyotes opened up the scoring early in the second period, but Vegas answered back just past the midway point of the period as Nick Hague ripped a shot from the point through traffic to tie the game. Back in Brisson on the right
2: wing. He was taken to the boards by Lamaru. Golden Knights stay on it. Barbashev gave it to the right wing half wall. Eichel out to the right point. Haig along, shot, he scores! Nick Hague, the long wrister. Barbashev was in front, but it looks like it's Hague's. And the Golden Knights have tied it at one.
1: Nick Haig from Jack Eichel and Ivan Barbashev, 11:35 35 the second period, ties the game at one. And then late in the period, the Golden Knights would get a look on the power play and Brendan Brisson buried the go-ahead power play goal. Right half wall for Brisson, center point Korzak. Korzak, a wrist shot, that was blocked, rebound Brisson
2: scores! Another broken play, Howden bumped it out for Brendan Brisson. He beats Ingram, it's a power play goal and the Golden Knights have a 2-1 to lead.
1: Brendan Brisson from Brett Howden and Caden Korzak, 19.45 of the second period, makes it 2-1 Vegas, a power play goal. So the Golden Knights would take that one-goal lead into the third period, and though he didn't have much work, Logan Thompson kept it a one-goal game with a brilliant save.
2: And a high slot for Boyd. Boyd had his shot blocked. Soderstrom one-timer off the post. It's behind Thompson. Now it's underneath Thompson as Soderstrom's blast rang
1: iron, and Thompson covers up. Thanks to that post and follow-up save by Logan Thompson, the Golden Knights kept their one goal lead until late in the period when the Coyotes would pull their goaltender for an extra attacker. It was William Carlson, pretty great, he iced the game. Second ever for the empty net, this time Carlson has it, he scores. First ever for Byron
2: Fraze, wouldn't go, but William Carlson chased it down, hits the open net, and with 30 seconds left to play, the Golden
1: Knights have a 3-1 lead. William Carlson from Byron Fray's empty net goal 1932 of the third period makes it 3-1 Vegas and all that was left in this game was the final call. It's carried in by Kellerman, backhander is blocked, two seconds and one, that'll do it. Golden Knights with a 3-1 win over the Arizona Coyotes. 3-1, the final score of the Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes tonight inside T-Mobile Arena in Vegas next in action Tuesday 7 o'clock right back here Against the San Jose Sharks. We're back with more on the VGK Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The new
1: season of Nighttime at Noon kicks off on Monday as Dan and Gary broadcast live from Studio 31. Tune in every Monday at noon to hear from VGK broadcasters and special guests available on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the team's digital platforms. It's the VGK post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-1. to The final score here, Vegas Next in Action, Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Inside T-Mobile Arena against the San Jose Sharks. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights dominated the game. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, that's what happened, right? No scoring in the first period. Arizona gets lucky. They get on the board first, and then the Golden Knights really dial up the pressure. The shots in the game, 28-10. to 10. Like, that gives you an idea of exactly what happened here on the ice at T-Mobile Arena. So, for the Golden Knights, it was checking a box right you get your first win you get logan thompson through for a 60 minute game and i think you got a lot of a lot of information about the the players you're trying to gather as much data points as you possibly can over the course of this preseason that's going to do it for us here on the trip on the uh, vgk post game show extended post game show is next presented by dollar loan center this is the vegas golden knights radio network
0: It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Uh, extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. 3-1, 702-876-1340 is the number. 702 876 Eight seven six thirteen forty. 7 40 Vegas picks up their first win of the preseason. Nick Hague scores. Brendan Brisson scores. William Carlson scores in a game against Arizona, no less. And the Golden Knights looked really good. I mean, the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights looked like kind of what you were hoping to see, I would argue, on Wednesday against, against Los Angeles. Details were dialed in. The Golden Knights were connected in all three zones. They were able to to really push for and work for some great offensive chances, uh, it could have been a lot worse, frankly, for the Arizona Coyotes. I, I thought Connor Ingram was really, really good, um, so you got to give him a stick tap. I-, I thought he did a great job, kind of keeping the Golden Knights at bay. And you know, the fact of the matter is, the Golden Knights pick up a win. Everyone can breathe. Everyone can relax now. You got your preseason win. And now it's all about kind of ramping things up, right? And you saw the difference in, 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 say, Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore. Those players that know what they need to go through in order to get their bodies ready to go and tuned up, I, I thought the Golden Knights did a good job of that. It was a nice step forward, and, and again, let's all breathe. Let's all relax. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? All right, we'll go to Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? I'm fine. What do you got for me, Rita? Well, uh, we
5: have a few people out there with a situation, and you need to use your
1: connections and fix it. Oh, that's a a lot. That's a big ask. Like, it's preseason. What am I supposed to fix here?
5: Well, they're having trouble with their nighttime plus, mm-hmm. like lots of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, most are remaining only mildly mad, but some are getting real agitated. And I know you got connections, and if you don't want to use them, I know you sit next to a guy five days a week that likes to write, well, name drop. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll tell you he's got Bill or Mr. Boogley on speed dial. Someone needs to address this.
1: Can you do me a favor, Rita? Well, I'm already doing a favor for my peeps. What's up tonight? <laughs> well, well, okay, we're going to open the phones on Monday. And you're going to be able to talk oh, to Darren no, Millards. No, no. You're not counting Darren off on me. Oh, come on. He's the TV guy.
5: Oh, come on. Look,
1: what, what are we doing here? I'm on the radio. I have nothing to do with the television service. You, you need to call the radio. You, you're calling the radio guy oh, for a TV listen. issue. It's
5: all you've got to do is stroke Darren's ego about all the Whoa. important people he knows.
1: You, you know how difficult that's going to be for me. Like that's a well, big ask. I realize ask.
5: it's hard because he does not make being nice to him easy. <laughs> but you're tough. I mean, you're a pro at this. You've been in the business long enough.
1: You know how to kiss. You know what. Oh, but we've that's, all been there. That's a really that's a really big ask, Rita. You know that, right?
5: Uh, well, you know we got friends on Twitter, and they love you. Yeah. And they changed me, and they said, "Rita, talk to Ryan. He's our buddy. If anybody can do it, Ryan can." Oh man, way to way to pile it on there.
1: Uh, do you have a oh, comment right. on the game? I can
5: forward tweets if you like, but I think you already read them. Maybe.
1: <laughs> do you have a comment on the game, Rita?
5: Oh, oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. But you know what I liked better? Hmm. I like the coach's answers to stuff. Yeah. He didn't dance around when he asked. Are you putting so-and-so in? I don't even remember who they asked, but he said, Carter's been here, dorothy has been here, they come first. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, and about putting the A on someone. Well, yeah, he'd be great at it, but I think we need to put a young guy in that they can communicate with. Mm-hmm. There's no wishy-washy.
1: No, not at and, all. And,
5: and, uh, but I love the game, and I love that Versanga got a Goal.
1: Yeah. That's great. All right, great stuff, Rita. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I, I okay. I'll see I'll see what I can do. Um, again, I'm I'm gonna just be flat out honest. Like, that's apps and streaming and television, and I know nothing about that world. Uh, but you know what? I I do see I do see Mallard on a daily basis, so I guess I can, I can ask him a question.
5: I, and... I I'll appreciate it. I know it's a lot to ask, but.
1: You know. <laughs> All right, great stuff, Rita. Thanks so much for the call. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. How you doing? Stephanie, are you there? Yeah. Awesome. How you doing?
6: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm fantastic.
6: So, uh, I will say uh this was a really great preseason game, obviously. You loved what we saw. But even more important, this was a uh great post-game preseason for Rita, getting Rita fired up. Well, I'm ready for it.
1: I'm just glad Rita called. She's she's like ghosted me those the first three games of the year.
6: I'm I am here for fired up Rita anytime we can get it, and I I love it. Um, it's you know it's just really fun getting back into the swing of hockey and getting ready for it. Um, seeing a win is of course always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, really liked what I saw out of Brisson today. Um, I think he could have had more goals than just the one that he got. Yeah. Um good to see Logan Thompson through the game. He didn't have to make a lot of saves, but he made some really like quick like saves that were impressive. Yeah. Um so that was really good to see.
1: Yeah, I I'm with you there. Who who else? Uh you mentioned Brisson, you, you talked about Thompson, but uh did anyone else stand out to you?
6: Uh, I mean I <laughs> feel like I'm just copying what everybody said earlier about Pavel Dorfiev as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he was fantastic, and thanks Stephanie for the call. I think dorofiev is 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 the front runner at this point in, in terms of winning that job. I, I do think that there's a, a a bit of chemistry with him and William Carlson uh, and, and Michael Amadio. I, I thought that line had a, a really good night for checking, making plays inside of the zone, bringing pucks off the wall, getting to the interior ice. So you build that into the game, and, and for for Dorofyev, it's it's just going to be about kind of finishing off those plays. We know he can do it. Just got to do it consistently uh, on a night-to-night basis. But, yeah, I'm with you. I thought Dorofiev was good. I thought Korzak was good. Bresson was, was noticeable for sure, and that bodes well for the Golden Knights. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? who inbound, inbound.
4: Wow. <laughs> so, Rita, call Monday for crying out loud. Ryan has told you exactly what to do. Don't be afraid to talk to Darren. Okay, that out of the way, let's talk about – some of the mundane aspects of what could happen and what will happen. Someone will have to go on waivers, I'm guessing. Will will any and all of that trio have to go on waivers to be sent down?
1: Um, Brendan Bresson will not have to go on waivers to be sent down. Um, You'd have to sign Max Comtois before you'd have to send him down if you were trying to do that. Uh, But, yeah, Pavel Dorofiev would require waivers, and, and Paul Cotter would require waivers.
4: Okay. So if you're Max Comtois and you played on the first line of a major league hockey team for three years, are you going to accept that? I guess you don't have any choice, do you?
1: Well, he doesn't have a contract. Yeah. It's it's, It's not up to him.
4: Well, it's up to, obviously, 31 other general managers to decide if he's worthwhile, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, right. I mean, and, and I should I should rephrase, it is up to him. It's up to him based on, you know, he has an ability to play into a contract. But right now, at this point, he does not have a contract.
4: Okay, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, basically, the last person we lost to a waiver that I can think of is LeCision, mm-hmm. late last season. Can you, I know in baseball, you can... Call back people before they are gone. Can you do that in hockey? Can you say we're taking him off the waiver wire?
1: I mean, you, there's a there's a process that you can go through to pick a player off of waivers. But you know, you would have to like if the Golden Knights were to put a player on waivers, every single team in the National Hockey League would be able to put in a waiver claim on that player. If they do not put a claim in on that player, that's the other 31 teams in the league. Then you can send that player down to the American Hockey League. That's how it works. But if he's claimed, then you lose that player, unless that team then puts him on waivers again, and then you have the ability to claim him back at that point.
4: Okay. It, it does become a little complicated, and that's why I wanted to be sure that everybody understands well, the waiver process, if it even applies. But when they go to Montana, which I guess is in the morning, uh, what, what kind of things do these guys do?
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's all team bonding. It's what they've done, kind of, you know, every year is just kind of get away, right? Like you're you're in the middle of camp. It's it's in an, and it's an intense camp. You've been on the ice for about eight nine days straight now, and and that's kind of you know a, a lot a, a big ask. So I think it's just kind of getting away and you know uh, having some fun as a team. And you know that was one of the big things about this this organization and this team last year, and and I think a big reason why they won the Stanley Cup. They liked being around each other and they love each other in the room so I, I think that yeah, it, it's more it's more team bonding than anything else
4: and they'll they'll make a cut tonight before they go to Montana I have no idea okay I, well I'm we're not, looking forward to another week I guess is all we've got now
1: yep one week and then it, then you, then you play for real
4: yep looking forward to it
1: all right great stuff Mike thanks so much for the call we're back with more on the extended post game show Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here,
1: extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-1 the finals, the Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas, first win of the preseason. Good, good win. You know, they out shooting opponent 28-10. You expect to win that game. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, they, they did a lot of really good things, improvement shown across the board. And now it's all about tuning up. You got three more games left in the preseason. Tune up, get ready to go for banner raising ceremony, opening night, October 10th. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. The Golden Knights next in action Tuesday, 7 o'clock against the San Jose Sharks here inside T-Mobile Arena. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. You're home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.